Hello, and welcome to Scare You to Sleep. I'm your host, Shelby Scott, and I'm here to read you a couple of bedtime stories. Just a quick reminder, if you'd like to listen to ad-free versions of the show, you can join Patreon for as little as $1 a month. And speaking of Patreon, my $5 and $10 members will be getting a full bonus video at the moment it's about 34 minutes long. I think it's going to hit 40 minutes long. A vlog thing, a video vlog thing of my recent jaunt around Hollywood Forever Cemetery. So keep an eye out for that. It will be out soon. I just finished editing the bulk of it uh, yesterday. Okay, this week I have for you two disgustingly beautiful tales. This first one is from author Tiffany Haney, whose Instagram I will also be linking in the show notes. This one is sure to make your body confused as to whether it should be very relaxed or very upset. (laughs) Trigger warning, um, please remember to, if you're new here, there's always trigger warnings in the show notes. If I feel like they need trigger warnings, of course, I'm not perfect. Sometimes I forget them, like last week. But this one does contain mentions of sexual assault as well as sexual imagery. Now, take a deep breath and let us visit Serenity Now. Now, let's bring our knees to our chest. Breathe in. This is Apanasana. I pulled my knees into my chest on my stark white yoga mat, making myself as small as possible in the octagon tented space. Now grab your feet. I guess you can say I was one of the extra cautious people during the height of the pandemic. This is happy baby pose. While many people, my friends and most of my family, ventured out years ago, I became somewhat of a recluse. Okay. A complete shut-in. I just got so used to being alone. It was actually nice not to have to go to social gatherings and have people ask me how I was 35 and still single. Remember to breathe. My family has been encouraging me to leave my apartment for months. So, I finally booked this retreat I'd been eyeing for the past five years. I was supposed to go for my 30th birthday, but an incident at work left me stuck in the States. My sister and a few friends ended up going without me, and I have regretted missing it ever since. Keep your cores engaged. Kiani Sage was well known in the spiritual healing community. He was a shaman, yoga guru, and it didn't hurt that he was a dead ringer for Chris Hemsworth. Women traveled from all over the world to bask in his light. Beautiful. So here I was, sitting in a packed yurt with mostly females, gabbing excitedly to one another while stretching in their Lululemon leggings. I had used my entire savings to come here, and my old navy two-piece set would have to be good enough to find life fulfillment at the end of my stay. It would be worth it, however. My mind drifted to my sister's face, her beautiful golden curls framing that intoxicating smile. Let us move into a shavasana. I felt a hefty rock sink 
in my stomach, or corpse pose, and I started some deep belly breathing. Inhale, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, exhale, hello. An intoxicating voice caused me to swiftly open my eyelids to see that everyone had stopped socializing and had taken their appropriate spaces on individual mats. The air in the room seemed stiff with excitement as everyone held their breath facing the middle of the yurt in anticipation. There he was, Kiani Sage, standing at what must have been six foot five, dressed head to toe in white, his linen shirt completely unbuttoned to expose his movie star-worthy abs. He was breathtaking in person, glowing in a kind of ethereal way. Welcome to Sage Serenity. I am Kiani, and I am so pleased that you have chosen to level up your life and seize this revitalized opportunity the universe is catapulting at you you are in perfect alignment to receive your true purpose manifest beyond your dreams and make a real impact on your environment a huge round of applause filled the room enthusiastically He certainly knew how to massage the senses with his words. Thank you, thank you. I know that many of you have made very long trips to be with me. So, my trusted sagemates will find you based on package and escort you to your accommodations. I truly thank you for being here. Namaste. My ears, once again, were accosted with applause as Kiani exited the yurt, as swiftly as he had appeared. Hello. (gasps) I jumped a little and turned on my mat. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, hi. I bumbled as I tried to compose myself in front of one of the most chiseled creatures I'd ever seen. I didn't mean to startle you. He spoke slowly and confidently. Nicole, right? I nodded. I am Yin. I am your personal sage mate. I will escort you to your suite. He extended a hand and I placed mine in his buttery velvet skin. Little electric goosebumps grew up my arm. I was immediately drawn into his beautiful blue-green eyes. I felt an instant comfort and trust in him, something I rarely felt in people anymore. He was dressed in all white, with a turquoise necklace, and his long, wavy black hair fell softly down past his shoulders. I rose up and followed Yin out of the yurt. The heat enveloped me as I stepped out into the humid air. I felt calm. I followed Yin down a pebble path lined with some of the most beautiful flowers I had ever seen. They were aqua-shaped roses with glistening gold streaks at the tips of the petals. Wow! 
What kind of flowers are these? I've never seen anything like this. I began to extend my hand towards them in awe. Abruptly, Yin commanded, Please don't touch. I recoiled back, feeling unsettled. Yin must have felt my comfort wane as he let out a light laugh with a sing-song quality to it that returned me to a feeling of ease. (laughs) Kiani is gifted with plant life. Oh, I see. Uh, yes, they are beautiful. But what kind of flowers are... Here we are. He pointed at a wooden door to a cabin, nestled in green vines, ignoring my follow-up vegetation question. You are one of five people who purchased our diamond package. It is our highest package, and we want your experience to be perfect, life-changing, fulfilling, and unique. This is one of our Ocean View Cabin Suites, privately nestled down the path to the resort center. He gestured the way we had come. He opened the door to my cabin, and I actually gasped. You see things like this in movies, but to actually have this kind of beauty all around you? This luxury? It's almost indescribable how I felt in that moment. Wow. I breathed and stepped into the large space. No walls except to separate the bathroom. Just one big round room and an entire wall of windows overlooking the ocean. There were several enormous vases of flowers about the room, and in the center, a giant round bed I couldn't wait to crawl into. Get settled. Someone will fetch you later for the welcome bonfire at the main beach. Namaste. Yin shut the door behind him, and I didn't hesitate to jump on the layers upon layers of Egyptian cotton. I closed my eyes tight picturing my sister's face once again, and began to breathe deeply. Inhale. Two, three, four. Hold. Two, three, four. Exhale. Two, three, four. Inhale. Yes, you did. A flighty voice right outside my door interrupted my breathing exercise, and the mystery woman and her friend continued to giggle over what they were gossiping about. (laughs) I jumped up and pressed my ear to the door. No, if I had heard about that, I would have thought twice about coming here. A second voice, a soft southern drawl, insisted. Oh, no, you would not have. Those women were probably unstable. Like he would have to force me into anything. My god, I've never seen anyone more insatiable. I mean, (laughs) yummy. The first woman relayed confidently. You're right. He can touch me wherever he wants. (laughs) Their giggles softly dwindled as they continued walking down the path. I removed my ear from the door and stood there for a moment, thinking about what I'd just overheard when a jarring knock caused me to nearly jump out of my skin. Miss Nicole, it's time for the bonfire. A chirpy voice relayed through the door. 
I opened the door to find a petite young woman smiling expectantly. She was bursting with energy, and her dark brown eyes smiled excitedly at me. I'm Lavender Burke. I help facilitate the energy flow of our community. I'll be escorting you to the bonfire. She reminded me of the cheerleaders I loathed in high school. Her positivity felt forced and over-the-top, almost robotic. My disdain for her grew by the second. Oh, and what a ridiculous name, too. Lavender Burke. Light thoughts create space for positive change, she flatly stated, as if knowing she had interrupted my mean girl train of thought. She continued to stare at me, expressionless. Then, after a few more seconds, she seemed to snap back into positive cheerleader mode, with a giant smile overtaking her face. Follow me! She turned on her heel, heading down the walk, and I had to book it to keep up with her brisk pace. We made it promptly to the beach without saying another word. The path took us out of the trees and onto the white sand that seemed to go on forever to the left and right. In front of us was a giant fire and about 40 or so other people milling about, chatting passionately. I turned to say something to Lavender, but she was already gone. I guess the disdain was mutual. A megaphone could be heard over the enthusiastic roar of chatter. I thought I couldn't see where it was coming from. Please form a circle around the fire. The voice boomed. Everyone hurried into formation. Welcome! From the center of the flames, a small, round stage or podium rose from the fire. How are they doing that? I thought. My eyes began to focus on the beautiful, tall, and statuesque man commanding the beach. Kiani knew how to make an entrance. Congratulations on taking this step towards healing. You are all here for your own personal journey. Yet together, we will find commonalities in your stories. And through trust, we will heal as one. Normally, my inner skeptic would have something sarcastic to say about this cultish talk. But I found myself remaining absolutely still, holding my breath in anticipation of his next words. We all wanted more. Instead, he put his arms up theatrically, and the flames rose around him, and as they swirled back down, he was gone. Everyone began clapping as if we had just seen a magic show. I suppose, in a way, we had. I shook my head as if shaking off the spell I was under, and began to take in the others around me. As I scanned the crowd, a familiar voice caught my attention. Two voices, actually. I turned my focus a bit down the beach, eyeing two ladies drinking the kombucha that was being passed out to guests. I made my way to the young man handing out the drinks and large coconuts, and continued toward the gossip and the southern bell. Hi, I'm Nicole. I think our suites are near one another. The two women smiled warmly at me, both stunning in their own ways. I'm Meredith. The first woman extended her delicate hand, 
adorned with the biggest ruby ring I had ever seen. Her perfect white smile matched her pointed features with a trendy short blonde haircut that framed her cover girl face. This is Annie. She gestured towards the busty southern belle to her left. She was enviably curvy in all the right places, with shiny brown hair flowing down to her waist in a perfect contrast to her porcelain skin. So, you're a diamond package too? Annie's southern drawl sounded like sweet tea, all the while looking me up and down with obvious judgment. I ignored the slight. Yes, I thought I recognized your voices from outside my suite. What exactly were you talking about earlier? I inferred. Oh, we aren't ones to gossip, Annie exclaimed. And it's not like everyone doesn't know the stories, Meredith chimed in. Meredith? Annie pretended to be surprised by her friend's lack of tact. Oh, stop it, Annie. Everyone knows all about Keani's reputation. I'm just hoping the rumors are true. (laughs) She cackled to herself. Another woman came over and the three seemed to be hitting it off seamlessly, as though I weren't even there. So, I took the opportunity to duck out and get back to my room. I did know about the rumors. Back at my suite, I changed into a black tank top and black gym shorts. Tying my tennis shoes back on, I slowly opened my door to see if anyone was on the path. All looked clear. I began to make my way down, exploring the layout of the resort. I studied the map before coming, so I had a good idea where I was headed. I made my way to the far end of the beach, very isolated compared to the rest of the resort. I took off my shoes and socks and went to dip my toes in the water. Looks like someone veered off course. His low and confident voice came across as playful and inviting. I turned to face Kiani Sage, standing there with a towel over his shoulder in nothing but a small, wet pair of white linen shorts. They clung to him, leaving nothing to the imagination. I didn't speak. Nicole, right? I noticed you right away, in orientation. You look very familiar. You looked contemplative, eyeing me with question. Before I could answer, a huge wave came up behind me and almost knocked me over, drenching me head to toe. I ran towards Kiani, away from the surf. (laughs) That came out of nowhere! I exclaimed wiping my eyes. My cabin is right over there. Let's get you cleaned up. He extended his hand and led me to his cabin. Perfect. I'm going to run the shower so you can rinse off. I can grab you some clean clothes as well. Kiani walked around the half wall to what I assumed was the bathroom. I heard the shower kick on and he came back around the corner. It's all yours. He confidently smiled at me, like we'd known each other for years. 
I didn't speak as I stripped off my wet clothes in front of him until I was completely naked, vulnerable, just like she was. I closed my eyes for a moment, breathing in her image to my mind, opening my eyes, and back on track. I walked towards him, took the towel off his shoulder, and breathed into the shower. I again closed my eyes and let the hot water run down my body. Little streams of water making running patterns down my breasts and pooling in my belly button. I turned off the shower and wrapped the towel around myself. I paused before exiting, taking an extended gaze in the mirror. We would be 36 tomorrow. I put my hand on the mirror, picturing her palm against mine, and whispered, forever and beyond. We always said that to each other. I started to feel sick at my reflection, my wet, blonde curls already taking shape and clinging to my impossibly high cheekbones. My face fell with longing for my missing half. Her face. Our face. I shook my head, resetting my intention and forcing the memories back down. I dropped the towel and slinked my way back to Kiani. His back was to me as he was gazing out the window. I came up behind him and cupped my hands over his eyes. Guess who? I playfully purred into his ear. Slightly startled, he pivoted to face me, sporting a look of both confusion and arousal. I'm sorry. Do we know each other? I mean, before this. I thought you looked familiar, but... I interrupted his questions by pressing my body against his bare chest, feeling every inch of him throbbing against me. I forced him down onto his bed. I wanted him to feel helpless, to feel how she must have felt when he put all his weight on top of her. He really was a striking creature. How could someone so beautiful be so completely evil inside. How could he manipulate these women the way he did? How could he have so many lawsuits against him and yet there was a huge wait list to get into this program? How could he have done that to her? I climbed on top of him and began to lick his earlobe and neck. He softly moaned. Oh. Nicole. I pulled my head back to match his eyes. You can call me Jenny. I thrust a passionate kiss onto his full, soft lips. Wait, hold on. He wiggled underneath me, preparing to pull away as the alarms in his head started putting the pieces together. I reached down 
releasing him from his shorts, and swiftly slid him inside of me. Distraction is a great tool. I gave him a moment to enjoy the sensation before I leaned down again, licking his ear. Do I feel like her too? I hissed. I jolted upright, opening my jaw like a feral animal and bit precisely down into his throat with all my force. Returning upright, I smiled and spit his flesh to the side of the bed as blood sprayed from his neck. Oh, how I enjoyed that face. Eyes wide with both terrorized shock and enlightenment. He stammered, realizing at last who I was, but having trouble speaking as he lay there, drowning in his own blood. I took a deep breath, inhaling the intoxicating metallic aroma. Two, three, four, hold. Two, three, four, Two, three, four. Composed and invigorated, I continued. She never got over it. I climbed off of him, running a hand down the front of my chest, rubbing his blood as if it were an expensive spa treatment. I returned to mounting him, lowering myself inches from his face. You raped my sister. I paused, letting the words rinse over both of us. I was calm, succinct. You claimed to be healing her, but she left this place completely broken. I slid off of him once again and retrieved the small pocket knife from the secret compartment in my shoe. She said no, but you took away her voice. So now, I'm taking yours. I sprung back on top of him, jamming the blade into his forehead. Let's open up your third eye now that we've balanced your throat chakra. He attempted a muffled scream below me, spurring me on. You still seem unbalanced, Kiani. That's probably stemming from your root chakra. I plunged the small knife into his testicles and twisted. His pathetic whines made me giggle lightly to myself. (laughs) Did you know my sister took an overdose of pills to end her suffering? In her note, she said she could never get past her obsession with you. She couldn't come to terms with the fact that you raped her. She still craved you. I rammed the knife into his gut. I wanted you to feel her pain while arousing your desire. You will die with my face. Her face. Our face. I stated with a trembling voice my tears getting harder to hold back. I retrieved the knife from his stomach, 
and grinned without losing our intense eye contact I swiped the tears from my face replacing them with a fresh smear of warm blood this is for my Jenny you twisted fuck I thrust the knife into the top of his head knowing that this balancing act of his crown chakra would be the final blow I stepped back to admire my work as his body gurgled and rattled attempting a few final blood muffled cries Namaste motherfucker I turned to the full length mirror to my right smiling at the bloody image before me feeling Jenny's presence I winked at the reflection forever and beyond. And our last story of the evening, and in my opinion, this story could fit at home with some of the old gruesome fairy tales from back in the day. This is from author Andrea Hamrick, with some help from Sean and Stephen, and it's called Honored Guest. As he walks, arms clinging to himself to fight off the bitter wind, seeing nothing but more of the same dead, frozen wood he had been stumbling in. Though it is bright and day now, he knows it will soon be dark, when the nocturnal animals will be out, no doubt as hungry as he was getting. He has no means or knowledge to build a fire and fears a painful death during the night. Frustrated with himself for getting separated from the caravan, he sighed and thought that walking in the wilderness would help him lose a few pounds, if nothing else positive were to come of this trip. He wished to himself that he had taken more of the food off the cart when no one was looking and refilled his water skin, now dry as a bone. Looking at the setting sun fills him with dread, as panic starts to build. While staring at the sky, he notices a trail of smoke in the distance, bringing hope as he sees the first signs of a village. The village itself was small, with houses and shops circling around what looked to be a large building of some sort. This proved to be the source of the smoke trails, and as he got closer and closer, his ears picked up on music playing, mingling with many voices. The man thought to himself how pleasant the joyous noise was, and became overwhelmed by his emotions. He ran down the hill towards the building, not caring if he were to fall from the snow and ice. Reaching a door, he begins to pound on it, 
tears descend down his face in rivets. A girl, who could not be more than eight years old, answers the door. Behind the little girl, the barkeeper looks up and sees the half-frozen man and rushes to help him inside. Being brought to the front of the fire in the center of the room, he sinks into the chair, swearing it's the softest he had ever sat in. As he began to thaw, the barkeeper had food and warm mead brought to him in what seemed like an endless flow. The man began to eat and practically inhaled the food like a man possessed. After the meal and warmth had set in, the traveler calmed down enough to breathe a sigh of contentment and relief, giving him a moment to take in his surroundings, noting the other patrons. There were a few people in the hall with him, all excitedly talking with each other, occasionally looking at him during their conversation. Normal behavior due to his unusual and abrupt arrival. He thought nothing of it. As the barmaid goes about her duties, the man waves to get her attention, asking about staying in a room for the night. For good measure, he begins bragging about having money to spare, hoping that would spark some interest for him within the lovely young lady. She stated that the man was in luck. There was only one room available. Winking at him and thrusting another mug of mead into his hands, the barmaid stated that this one was free due to him being an honored guest and quickly turned away to attend to the other guests. The man savored this drink, forgetting it was his third and already thinking about having another afterwards. After finishing his fifth drink, bought by another patron, a group of people got out their instruments and began to play. At this, the hall sprang into frivolities as the patrons jumped up from their chairs and tables. The man watched as the patrons began to dance to the lively music holding hands with one another. He wondered to himself if it just seemed like more people had joined the hall than when he first arrived. As they danced, the man found himself laughing and enjoying the moment, forgetting all about having been lost in the forest in the first place. The little girl who had opened the door came up to the man and offered her hand to him, offering a dance. The man, hesitating at first, accepted the hand and stood to join the festivities, feeling lightheaded and dizzy with drunkenness. As he danced, the music became faster and more urgent, hearing the melody being tinged with discordant notes, feeling claustrophobic. He could no longer deny that more people had arrived at the hall and joined the dance. Being pulled into the corners of the dancers, the patrons jerked him in all directions, moving faster and faster. As this went on, the man started to feel something was wrong. 
the euphoric smiles, the discordant music, and being pulled faster, faster, faster. He attempted to break free from the circle, as the initial worry turned to cold fear. At last, the man was able to free himself, dropping to the floor gracelessly. The pain and stupor made the world shift underneath him. At this moment, the room went still. All the dancing and music ceased as quickly as it started. What seemed like the whole village stopped as he hit the floor, knocking the wind out of himself. The little girl rushed over to him once again, offering the man her hand as if to help him up. As the man reached out and took her hand, the little girl pulled out a long blade. Before he could register her movements, she slashed the blade across the man's throat. The man felt what he thought was warm water trickle down his neck, wondering to himself where the water would have come from. The man brought his fingers to his neck, pulling away and seeing dark blood staining them. The burning sensation he felt paled in comparison to the feeling of the blood entering his lungs, making it more and more difficult to breathe. In contrast to the warm blood spilling from his neck, the man began to feel cold, starting in his fingers and toes. The cold traveled to the center of his body, making him wonder if he was back outside in the forest. As the man started to see black dots take over his vision, he heard the villagers talk about how they should be thankful their god sent them food during such a harsh winter. The villagers grabbed hands and started to dance again as the music picked up its tune. The man turned his gaze to the little girl who had hurt him. She was smiling, a bright and proud smile. The bartender came up behind her, patting her on the head. You did good for your first time. You will do even better next time. Thanks for listening, and thank you so much to my authors this week. I really enjoyed these stories. I seriously thoroughly enjoyed um, producing these stories for you. I hope you liked them, too. Uh, If you'd like a story to be considered for the show, if you'd like me to give it the full scare-you-to-sleep thing, then send it to scareyoutosleep at gmail.com. 
If you're an author and you want your story to be fully audio produced, or if you're someone who is, I have a lot of people who say they're not authors and they just had an idea for a story and they send me like a one-off. That's fun too. It's like a fun, I think of it as like a fun, oh, my chair is very squeaky today. A very fun keepsake of your work to present to others. Um, it's, It's accessible too. If you have a friend or family member who has been putting off reading that short story you keep sending them, You can send them this and be like, see, you have no excuse not to listen to it on your commute or your road trip or while you do the dishes. Um, (laughs) So bully your friends into listening to your work. Send me a story at scarytosleep at gmail.com. That's a new angle I've never thought of before. Uh, So there you go. Um, What else? Let's see. Oh, um, follow the show. Um, There's a link tree in the show notes. I think I forgot to mention that last week. I've started doing a link tree, which is linked to all of my stuff. It has a link to Patreon to, if you don't, if you're not familiar with link tree, just click on it where it says link tree and it'll bring up a little thing. And from there you can click on Patreon or my merch or, um, the website. What else is there on there? Uh, there's quite a, there, oh, the Facebook group, there's a link to Instagram, to Twitter, um, there's a contact form on there with the, the email address. Uh, I think that's it, but there's, there's probably more stuff I'm forgetting. Speaking of merchandise, I have had it pointed out. Yes, my merchandise link was broken for a while. Well, it was empty. There was no merch there. And it's because I'm switching back over to a different website for various reasons. And there are there is some merchandise there. It's very empty right now. There's just some um, like cups and mugs. The mugs are cool because... Previously, I was not able to get a black mug with my logo on it, and now I have a black mug with my logo on it, and it's really neat looking. Um, so there, there's a there are a few things I just haven't had time recently to design some merch. Um, I, since I'm starting over from scratch, I just have to throw it all back in there, and I want to look into paying some artists to do some really cool new designs, which I have not done yet i haven't had the uh, ability to pay any artists yet to make some really neat art and i'm looking i'm going to start looking into that because i think that'd be cool and yes i hear you i will make something that says to drink water uh that has been requested for quite a while and it's kind of dumb of me that i have not done anything with drink water on it yet that will be coming up soon so yeah hit click on that link tree it's got links to everywhere um yeah um what else let's see did I bake this week no I didn't bake this week wow I really I didn't bake this week I baked those cookies lot yeah that was last week oh, okay nope didn't bake anything this week I'm so sorry nothing to update there um again yeah I'm still working on some stuff behind the scenes it's really cool that's coming out um I just have you ever I'm sure so many of you out there do this where you kind of overload yourself and you don't say no to anything And today was the first time in months since I left Spotify, probably that I said no to something like a, a program thing that I was invited to be a part of. And I just realized I was not going to be able to give it my all because I have so many other, I'm just balancing a lot of other stuff. And I said, no, and it felt weird. And I felt awful saying no, which is so dumb. It was it wasn't like the person who asked me to be a part of it. It was not, they knew it was not personal. And I explained, you know, I just wouldn't be able to give it my all. And it was, it felt good, but weird. 
I'm sure some of you out there are those types of people who don't say no to anything and get overloaded. And that's, you know, that's how you get burnout. And I'm realizing that. Look at me and my therapy working out. (laughs) So that was weird. Um, I just ordered a laptop because for the past four years, yep. By the way, the show's coming up on the four year anniversary, which is exciting. Um, For the past four years, I've only worked on a desktop. And I realized that it's um, been sort of a, it's been holding me back a little bit. I can't uh, edit as well when I travel. or as well, I can't edit when I travel unless I go to my parents' house where my dad is super cool with me downloading all of my bullshit onto his computer. Um, but uh, other than that, like I'm, I can't really work on the go, and I feel like this is going to be a life changer for me. Like really, it's I'm so excited. But then I had a bunch of issues with that today, and it was <laughs> today was one of those days where it was just putting out fires everywhere. I said no to that thing that I'm not even going to get into. Um, I was dealing with a lot of like miscommunications between me and some like, uh, uh, br- not brands cause it wasn't, it had nothing to do with ads, but, uh, companies that are much bigger than little me. Um, and yeah, I had issues with my computer today. I keep trying to rush myself, but I've had several of you re- write to me lately and tell me that you wished I would ramble more at the end. Like I used to. And I've been rushing myself through my rambles. Sometimes I get really self-conscious, like, that someone's gonna, I don't know. It's, it doesn't even matter. If you don't like the rambles at the end, I guess you just turn it off when the story's over. I am so sorry about how squeaky my chair is today. It's really cold here in LA today. Randomly, we had a cold snap. And whenever it's cold, my chair gets extra creaky. So, um, oh yeah, my computer troubles. Do you want to hear about them? Um... I'm just going to tell you. Uh, so I was, I, I ordered a laptop. I was so proud of myself. I'm not a money spender. I'm very, very um, frugal. I'm very cheap. And so uh, I ordered it and my bank was like, hey, you don't spend money. And I said, hey, I know, but it was me. And they said, okay, just checking. Um, you know, they send you a little alert and you just say, yes, it was me. And I thought it was all cool. And I got an email from the laptop company. I don't know why I'm being secretive of where I got my laptop from. But anyway, I'm going to keep doing that. So secret laptop company sent me an email (laughs) saying, "Um, hey, yeah, we got your order. But we'll send you a confirmation soon that like it's it's all good. And I was like, cool. And then I didn't get a confirmation. And it's 2022. So it wasn't that I was antsy or like impatient. It's just that I know how tech companies work these days and they work very quickly. And I wasn't expecting like Amazon speed, but I was expecting like a confirmation email. And so, uh, today I looked into it and both my bank and this laptop company had not communicated with me that my bank had, when they asked me about the fraud, instead of like that they like just immediately declined the the uh the payment and then asked me if it was fraud that's how they work again i don't make big purchases purchases very often so i wasn't familiar with this 
So um, I contacted the laptop company and they're like, yeah, your bank didn't verify. And I said, but I did verify. I told them it wasn't fraud. And they said, well, they didn't tell us. And so I called my bank and they're like, yeah, we just decline anything from any tech company these days because there's been so much fraud and so many scammers that whenever we get basically any big purchases from like Apple or um, any whatever, um, then we just decline it. My computer's not an Apple, by the way. That was a red herring. That's just what my bank said. But um, yeah, and I said, okay, well, uh, what? I mean, they were like, oh, just have the person there run the card again. And I said, I'm not in person, ma'am. Um, I it's online, and she's like, oh, just reorder it. And I said, no, that's like it's already ordered. Like it's it's. I know it's weird, but like the order's in limbo right now. <laughs> and she was like, well, that's all I can do. Okay, love you, bye. And I called uh, the internet company and they were like, luckily they were cool. As soon as I started explaining, like, can you please just run it again? And like, I was like, I sound like a scammer now. Do you ever get that too? Where you're like, now I sound like a scammer and I'm not a scammer. I'm just trying. I'm just a girl standing in front of a laptop company trying to order a laptop. And luckily they ran it again and they were cool with it and it all went through. But now my laptop's going to be here like two days later than it said it would yesterday. And I'm very sad about it. Um, so that was my laptop blues. Uh, thanks for sticking around for that. Let's do Patreon shout out, shall we? Okay. Um, thank you from the bottom of my black heart, Karen Sandoval, Kelly Joe, Junle- Junella Hopkins, um, Daniel Dawson, Kate G, Caitlin Rush, Patrick R. Price, Catherine H, Natalie Via Gomez, Cheyenne Yanger, Jenger. I think it might be one of those. Melissa Asaturi, Banshee underscore 97, Poppy, Jen Zilla. There's a lot of, uh, um, Emmanuel Ifalaha, Ifalaha, is that how you say it? Um, Charlotte Pattinson, Kayla Mitori, Nico underscore forgot, K Ray, Nico forgot. Sorry, going back to Nico Forgot. I think you were a patron like a long time ago, right? If I remember correctly. Anyway, Kay Ray, Andrea Atkinson, Brittany Bond. Hi, Brittany. Brittany is a mod in the Scare You to Sleep Facebook group. Nikki Ray, Jenna Swaggerty, and Katie Swan. Thank you so much for supporting my Patreon. Thank you so, 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 so much. Um, I really appreciate it. Um, that's actually one of the extra things I've taken on is I'm a Patreon A-Club captain. I started a club through Patreon and I'm a captain and I talk, I started a group about with other podcasters to talk about podcasting. So that's pretty, it's been real cool. It's, we had our first meeting this week and I was very excited and very nervous if you follow me on Twitter and it went really well. So thank you so much for supporting me at Patreon. Um, helps keep the lights on. It's going to help me, you know, it helps help me buy a laptop. So I really appreciate that. It's seriously like going to, and also on top of just being more mobile, my desktop is getting pretty darn old and it worries me. It does stuff sometimes that just, it worries me. And it's like any day now, it's not any day now. I don't want to put that in the, in the universe, but like sometimes she just does stuff that like, I'm like, ooh, ooh, is this today? Ooh, ooh, is this today? And so, uh, yeah, I definitely need a laptop just in case. This old girl runs out of steam. 
Um, let's see. What else was it? Oh, I did Patreon. I rambled. I think this is long enough. Uh, I hope this was good for people who asked me to ramble more. Um, I think it relaxes you. It's a type of, you know, it's a type of ASMR. I like ASMRs. There's a where there's this one woman, um, amuse an uh, ASMR where sometimes she just like talks and she'll just show you like what she got at TJ Maxx that day, and it's just really comforting to have on while you're like, um, while I'm like doing emails and stuff it's just it feels like a friend's just sitting there talking to me and it's really nice so I get it I get the rambles thing I it just I feel weird I feel like I don't know anyway anyway um did I mention oh patreon members hey if you're still here if you haven't turned this off yet I did want to mention that uh the reason one reason that um rewards physical rewards for my five and ten dollar patrons they're running behind is because I have had a bunch of issues with stickers, which has been another thing I've been dealing with the last couple weeks. Um, I, I've been trying to order stickers and I've been trying to order better ones than the last ones. Cause I wasn't a hundred percent happy with like the last batch. And so I was trying to order ones that are going to last and be great. And if you are a five and $10 patron, and if your sticker, like got scratched up real easy or like you were like this should have lasted longer because I pay this woman then yes and let me know and I'll send you another one but I will send you another one once these this batch comes in because this batch is taking forever and the first I got like a proof for the first batch and the color was like way off like way off like it it was not red it was like orange and I'm color deficient so I I don't think I was wrong. It was pretty orange. Um, so I had to like have them start all over and that was a whole issue. And they just like the laptop company put my order on hold without letting me know. Um, it was weird. I basically wrote back to them after they sent me the proof and was like, Hey, um, the red, can you change it to like, like a bright red, like a, a just a standard bright red, which is basically what the logo is. It's standard bright red. Um, it's like, you know, FF000 in RGB, or if you're in printing, then it's, um, I can't remember. Anyway, standard bright red. And then they just didn't answer or send me any more proofs for like a week. And then I got back to them and was like, Hey, um, what's going on? And I promise I'm like, I really try to be the nicest person ever to these people. I like really, I know life sucks and it's hard and I'm, I do not fault any of these workers for what is going on. But I was like, hey, um, I just don't know what's happening. Is there any update? Turns out they were like, oh, yeah, we can't we can't change the color. So we just aren't we just we can't change the color. And I was like, um, OK, but um, could you like uh, send me an email saying that so I could send you a different piece of art or worked this out in some way? And they were like, oh, yeah, we probably should have done that. We didn't do that. We didn't notify you. I said, no no you didn't um and then I apologized because I just do that and um I was yeah so um that happened and now my stickers are way behind and they're not going they were supposed to be printed by the early April and now they're not going to be done until sometime this week allegedly so that is why Patreon rewards are behind I apologize um I'm literally I have nothing to send you I wish I did I could start putting like locks of hair in the envelopes instead or um 
I don't know, fingernail clippings if you want. So yeah, let me know if instead of a sticker, you just want me to like spit in an envelope. No, don't tell me. I'm starting. Look, I get myself into trouble like this. See, I'm going to get someone who says that. Someone's going to clone me. It's going to be bad. I'm going to have to fight her to the death. It's going to come down to it. And I'm going to be like, no, I'm the real Shelby. No, I'm the real Shelby. Anyway, all right, I'm going to go. Okay, I love you. Go drink water. Go get some sleep. Sweet dreams.